0: Bidzy Small Business Society, number 165. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Beresoff. We talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners about what it takes to succeed as a small business owner. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99, that's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidsy.com. Email rob at bidsy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidsy.com. Welcome to this episode of Bidzy's Small Business Society. Today I am joined by Mary Catherine Johnson. Mary is a lifestyle coach who helps people effectively and confidently grow their businesses. She is the founder at Parents Entrepreneur Success, where her goal is to help moms and dads with the tools to clarify their true identity, create more profit, and enjoy family freedom. More of her very engaging content can be found on her Parents Entrepreneur Power podcast, which is available on iTunes. Big welcome, Mary. Glad we could connect. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today?
1: Well, thank you so much for the invitation and the connection, Rob. I really appreciate it. And I got to tell you, I've never really thought of myself as a lifestyle coach, but I will (laughs) absolutely take it because that's kind of – that's kind of what we all need, right? <laughs> all right, not a so, bad
0: accolade, right?
1: <laughs> definitely not. I will take it and and use it as much as I possibly can, um, because freedom is really what uh, what I'm all about. So, all right, so a little bit about me and um, what I'm working on. All right, you kind of touched on it um, in your intro there. I. Um, Gosh, I have been married 33 years now. Cannot believe it. Yes, no, I was congratulations. a child. Yeah. Thank you. And I have to say, yes, I was a child bride. <clears throat> anyway, um, I have two sons, 15 and 18 now. That is another one I can't believe. Uh, time flies, folks. Enjoy it while you got it. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I, uh, it, through that process since about 2003, I started my first uh, online business in 2003 and through that process, going through the 2008 recession hit and not reacting as quickly as I should have and identifying too closely with my business and as my business went down, I felt like a failure and I couldn't separate myself from that. Through that experience and getting through it to the other side and finally waking up to the fact that, no, Mary, you are not your business. You are are you and your business is separate from you. And if it fails, it doesn't mean you are a failure. The same thing is if it succeeds, it doesn't mean you are a success. It means you did things that made your business succeed. Um, Through that process, I... I realized that so many of us, some of the reasons, one of the number one reasons we don't find success is because we identify so closely with that in our business, the ups and downs in our business, that once we divest ourselves from it and really focus on the things that light us up, but we don't identify with them personally and make them as our you know our purpose in life. That 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 is the only place we get that. Um, once we once we divest ourselves from that and really are able to look at the the choices we have to make in an objective, positive way, then we fly. Let me tell you, we just soar. And so that right there is exactly what I'm working on right now. Helping more specifically, but I have. Clients who are not parents—it's <laughs> um, amazing how that happens. You focus on one niche, and other people who resonate with what you talk about, whether they're in that niche or not, find you anyway. Um, so I'm specifically working with parents because that has been my experience since my boys were 18 months old and almost four. I have been building businesses and home raising them, so um, that's those are the people that I resonate with because they're doing the same thing, and I take them and and help parents really identify with the part of their business that lights them up but not personally identify with it so that they can actually just create amazing family and financial freedom.
0: Awesome. Great stuff. Great narrative, Mary. We often get too close to our businesses. We often get too emotionally tied up in it and this isn't necessarily healthy in either direction, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's not ne- it's not healthy at all. Um, because it uh it really takes us out of who we really are and and you know I mean business there's no way it continually goes up every single day I mean if I wake up and and my you know visitor stats are down I would just be in the toilet. I mean, I'd be down on the ground going, what is wrong with me? Why don't people like me? You
0: know yep. what I mean? It's Podcast ridiculous. numbers for me often does it too. Ah, yep. <laughs> it's
1: ridiculous. And so I don't do that anymore. It's not part of my personal persona. There are many, yeah. So yeah, we, we need to divest ourselves from that because if we don't, we're going to go absolutely bonkers. <laughs> As I, am, as I am an example of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned the year 2008, and we're going to dig deeper into your challenges, Mary, but take us back. What was happening around you that you recognized as an opportunity to help parents to make a living online?
1: Um, it wasn't until after 2008. So my first business was Mommy Loves, and I started that in 2003. And, and Rob, I got to tell you, I'm very proud of the fact that that was the very first maternity company online was Mommy Loves. Oh, I, was, wow. I was the first. I was so excited. Um, and so that was going strong. I was uh, actually doubling my revenue every single year until 2008. And then, of course, 2008, my revenue dropped by half. And of course, by this time, it was pretty good. So half was was devastating. Um, and then 2009, it dropped by half again. and 2010, it dropped by half again. And I didn't let wow. go. I kept trying to make this thing work. I kept trying to, maybe if I just introduced a new line, cause I did maternity shirts, novelty maternity shirts. So, um, I had sayings on the fronts of shirts and designs on the fronts, on the bellies of maternity shirts, like, you know, don't touch it kicks, um, or, <laughs> You know, do not open until your birth month or um, womb edition, currently under construction, already over budget. Um, (laughs) You know, fun stuff like that. There's two peas in this pod, right? Um, And funnily enough, I got to tell you, my number one biggest season is Halloween. And it always has been, always will be because moms buy for themselves. So right now, we're recording this in October. So right now, I am in a mommy loves high. It's wonderful. Um, but anyway, so I went through that and I, through trying to get, make it work and uh, trying to just hang on to this thing, um, I tried to introduce more products and in a new line and a high-end line um, with Swarovski crystals and all this kind of stuff. And, and I got into uh, some debt. And then the credit card companies started to jack up the interest rates. And by the time it was all said and done, I had two credit cards at an interest rate each of 39.8%.
0: Oh, no, it sounds criminal almost, right? It
1: was, it was, <laughs> and they would not negotiate, they would not, it, They. it was awful. It was real, I couldn't negotiate the payment, I couldn't, it was really awful. And so by the time it finally got all said and done, I was about $40,000 in credit card debt, and that was the interest rate. Um, So finally, my wonderful accountant said to me, you know, what are you doing? Why are you hanging on to this thing? And I said, I just, and then those words came into my mouth. If my business fails, then I'm a failure. And he looked at me and said, you are not your business. And that was ding, ding, ding. That was my permission to let go of this. And so, uh, luckily, I'm very close to my accountant because he happens to be my husband. Uh, so, I was very <laughs> <All> lucky <right. laughs> in that respect. Yes, I loved him and adored him. Uh, so, I listened to him. Most times we don't, but that's okay. This time I did.
0: I hope uh, you don't mean that in the past tense. <laughs>
1: No, no, no. Totally current. Um, and so, you know, I, I looked at it objectively and I restructured the entire thing and I outsourced everything. Before this, I had a sweatshop in my house, in my spare bedroom, and I did everything. And that was, of course, my biggest stumbling block. I was my, my biggest, um, resistance to growth. I was the biggest obstacle. And uh, so I restructured the whole thing, outsourced everything and uh, got myself up out of this thing and then looked ahead and went, what in the world am I doing? And saw that I had this incredible experience that I'd had over the past, you know, coming on to 10 years once we were finally totally past all this. And um You know, we liquidated our 401k. We, you know, just uh, basically I did everything I could to pay off this debt, get out from under it and start fresh. And uh, Mommy Loves is still going strong. I'm very, very happy about that. Very proud of it. And so then I turned and went, what am I going to do now? (laughs) If I don't have my time all totally eaten up by making shirts, what am I going to do? And I loved Pat Flynn. I listened to him all the time and I thought maybe I should start a podcast. And I looked for a topic and just looked no further than my experience that I'd had and then I started a podcast and then a business, you know, people started coming to me asking me, how did you do this? How did you do that? And, you know, that's how it works. Um, And I I started consulting and mentoring and had private masterminds and online courses and blah, blah, blah. And here
0: we are. Here we are having this talk today. Glad it all worked out this way and we are getting into the earbuds of the Small Business Society. Thanks for that. Now, You're talking about a little bit. You're talking about some of those challenges. Obviously, you're enjoying some success now, but it likely wasn't always that way. Take us back to your biggest challenge in business or otherwise. But what sticks out in your mind is your biggest challenge. And we're looking for the actionable steps that you took to really embrace and overcome that challenge.
1: Thank you. Yes. Actionable steps. You've got it. Number one, my my number one difficulty my number one challenge i've already told you and that is i identified too closely with my business it it was it, it was inseparable from me and the steps i took to change that were number one i had to realize it Okay. I had to actually see that the choices I was making were not objective choices that were best for my business. They were from an emotional place. They were from a, but a fear place, a place of, I can't do that because it'll look like a failure, or I can't do that because it'll look like I don't know what I'm talking about, or, you know, it's all fear-based. And that was my key. So that's your key. If you're looking at making decisions and you're making those decisions based on how you think others will perceive that decision, you are at risk (laughs) of having your identity being tied up with your business. Have you ever had that?
0: Absolutely, yes. I mean, still to this day, to some degree, I'm afflicted by that, yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, and so that's your number one key. When you start thinking about a decision and that's the first thing that comes to your mind, but I can't do that because people will think blank, then you gotta stop and go, "Uh uh-uh, that's not the right place for my business or my family or
0: my freedom, so uh, You're just that's making the one. making those decisions through the wrong lens, right?
1: Completely. The wrong lens, the wrong colored glasses, the wrong whatever you want to call it. It's the wrong place. And that's the first place I had to start and go, okay, so why and of course that was happening to me a lot <laughs> in that situation. Every decision was based on that or not necessarily from the negative side. It was more from the positive side. Well, if I do this, then p- people will think better of me. Or if I do this, people will think I'm, I make more money than I do, or I, I'm bigger than I am, or what, you know, all those, It I had both of those sides. So I really had a bad, <laughs> because one of the things that I, I was very, had a very difficult time with, it was vulnerability, allowing myself to be vulnerable and be seen as vulnerable. That was just not a comfortable place for me. So I had to recognize it first. Then I had to work through that and go, uh, duh, Mary, you are human. The same sack of water and muscles and proteins uh, <laughs> in a in a skin protective coating as every other human being. So in other words, and I don't want to curse on your show, but I had to look at myself and go, everyone else has to sit and do their business on the pot and wipe the same as you do. So you are no better or worse than anyone else. And once I said that and looked at it from that perspective and was a little humble and vulnerable, then I could pick myself up and go, okay, now what baby step can I take right now to get where I want to go? So the actionable steps, first off, recognize it. Secondly, you know, slap yourself in the face a little bit and let yourself know, chill, and then third, oh, my goodness, this is so important. Uh, Rob, this is, this is the key, and it's the hardest step. Once you take this step, then everything else falls into place, and you have to answer this one question. Actually, you have to finish this statement. I help blank with blank so they can blank blank. And each of those blanks, you have to ask yourself a question to complete that part of the statement. So I help blank. Who do you help? Okay, so we're talking about niching down here, right? This is basic stuff of niching. But I need you to really put it in this statement, not just find your avatar, not just niche. You need to complete this entire statement. So the first one is who do you help? I help blank. Who is it? For me, I'll tell you right now, it's parents of toddlers to teens that are building businesses. Okay, that's a pretty specific group. So, if they're not grandparents, although I have grandparents that are part of my part of my community, but my number one focus, once I focused on this, everything fell into place. So, I help blank. Okay, who do you help with blank? With what? What do you do for them? So, I help parents in business, and the with part is to focus on or find or uncover their entrepreneurial identity—that thing that lights them up. And that, about which they can be objective. And so they can. This is the most important part. So I help who, with what, and what transformation do they have in their lives after coming in contact with me. That's the so they can. So I help parents in business uncover their entrepreneurial identity so they can create family and financial freedom. If you focus in, don't just do the niche, don't just do the avatar or the, the person. I know lots of people, we, you know, John Lee Dumas, everybody calls it avatar, right? Not just the avatar, but you have to think of the transformation people are having. And if you have that transformation and you have the group and you have what you do, then all three of those things are like a ticking bomb that will go off in your business, not destructive, but absolutely productive. I call it golden nuggets, really, because you then you can look at that and then you can see your business objectively and see the golden nuggets sitting there waiting for you because you're no longer looking at it emotionally. You're looking at it objectively and you've identified exactly what you do for whom and the transformation they have. And then you can look at your business and find the parts of it that exactly do that in the best way. And you can focus your energy on that. And then it becomes piles of money that you're no longer stepping over. You're actually stopping and picking up. And they're golden nuggets that you're no longer stepping over. You're actually picking them up.
0: Love it so much, Mary. And I'm going to try this. Uh, I'm an amateur. I'm going to go in after our conversation today. I'm going to narrow this down even further. But for me, I help small businesses and entrepreneurs with actionable content so that they can succeed. I hope that's in the spirit of what you're trying to achieve with, uh, it with that It is absolutely. Statement. Awesome.
1: Yes, it is absolutely. And I would just ask you to get even more specific. What kind of small business and entrepreneurs and what is succeed? What, I mean, I, I think of success as growth, uh, personal growth. So when you call me a lifestyle coach, I love that. That's so my success is personal growth, but that might be different. Someone else might look at it as monetary growth. So yeah, focus that one, and you'll get even there. There. See, right now the pile of money is not a pile; it's kind of just laying on the ground. Once you focus those things, that pile of money, it, it's uh, it's like like I said, John Lee Dumas. I already mentioned him, but um, it's like he says though, it you you go one inch wide and a mile deep, that pile of money gets that big because now you know and you can see it so clearly
0: at the end of this conversation pen to paper and i am gonna focus in and narrow that down even further mary (laughs) thanks for that now i want to talk about your rewards why is it so great to be mary Catherine johnson
1: Oh my gosh. I, you know, because I woke up today, right? I mean, because I actually was able to open my eyes and breathe and face another amazing day with incredible people and meet incredible people. I I just, uh, you know, I I don't understand how lucky I have gotten um, to be able to get to know some, some really incredible people. Not now, not just the, uh, the successful and notable and, you know, all the names we could drop of who we know and who I've interviewed and, and I have uh, personal relationships with, but the, the regular person like the guy I met today, um, out at a coffee shop who is, is uh, trying to build an, uh, his own part of an MLM business and, um, and just meeting him and, uh, trying to help him discover how he could find a better way to do it or an easier way to do it when he connects with people and really make a difference and catapult his business for him and his family. I, I can't I, I can't even believe that I get to I get to dive into people's businesses and help them and um, and help them grow. Uh, my kids, uh, let me tell you they're the biggest challenge in my life and they are the absolute... Uh, biggest joy. Um, It's not easy. If you think you have toddlers and you've gone through potty training and you have middle schoolers and you're dealing with, um, uh, you know, hormones and girlfriends and boyfriends, just wait till your son wants to go spend the night with his girlfriend. Uh, (laughs) Then come and talk to me about how difficult it's been (laughs) because I'm looking at him going, you want a what? Excuse me? Uh, hang on a sec.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not at that point in my life yet, but I can only imagine, Mary.
1: (laughs) No, you can't until it happens. You can't, I mean, it's, it's every single stage you can try and prepare for it, but it slaps you across the face. And I'm so blessed that he feels comfortable enough actually talking to me about that because when I was his age, I would have been sneaking around doing it instead of coming clean because of the environment, you know, it would not have been a comfortable environment to share what I was feeling and what I wanted to do. So we were able to actually have a an adult-like conversation and back-and-forth debate without me going, that's it, You give me your phone, give me your computer, give me your, <laughs> your, your car, you are not going anywhere, how dare you? I mean, you know, instead of that reaction, I could actually sit and chat, and, and even though my emotions were going absolutely there, and I wanted to say that to him, <laughs> I was able to have an actual conversation and show him how when you're an adult, you have Responsibilities, and once you are able to do those responsibilities to the best of your ability, then you can reap the rewards and the benefits. Um, But not before. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's it was a good conversation. So, so uh, I guess I've uh, been able to emotionally divest myself in parenting as well as business.
0: (laughs) Yep, awesome. It sounds (laughs) like you're. You're, you're speaking to just uh, making those meaningful connections. And now I want to talk about how you're most effectively engaging with and growing your audience and really creating those connections with them. And here I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand a few things about gaining some traction in what seems like a really crowded and noisy marketing and social media landscape.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for this question because there's so much. I I don't even have to tell you all the stuff that's out there that tells you just do this and you'll get thousands of this and just do that. You'll get thousands of this. Okay. You're not going to hear that from me. You're going to hear the hard stuff. And here's the hard stuff. It's all about relationships, pure and simple. One-on-one relationships. Now, if you are a Marie Forleo, you are a you know, Tony Robbins, you are a, um, a Sir Richard Branson, you, know, you are a Pat Flynn even, or a John Lee Dumas, you can uh, leverage – you've used that word before. You can leverage your following, your audience. But to get there, you can't start there. To get there, it needs one-on-one relationships. So any of the people, whatever, whatever format you're using, if you blog, if you sell a product on Amazon, if you sell a product on your own site, if you podcast, if you have an email list, which I would highly recommend you do. But now I'm actually seeing in some markets it's actually better to have a text list. And, and there are text marketing tools Over available. Rates are a lot
0: higher on text,
1: right? Oh, I'm telling. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, so email is still there, but I'm seeing it switch to text um, for, you know, obvious reasons. But um, so, you know, whatever, whatever environment, whatever product you have or service you have, whatever environment, wherever your audience is, if it's Facebook, if it's Twitter, this is not new to you. I'm sure many of your guests have talked about go where your clients are, go where your prospects are, where your audience is. But when you get there, you don't just spam them with stuff you engage. Okay. So you put out meaningful content, like you said, meaningful relationships, you put out meaningful content and the majority of my audience engages with me on Facebook. So they're, they're podcast listeners. Okay. So they want audio content and they want quick information. They're not going to usually go to a blog and read a thousand word blog post or even a 500-word blog post. They usually go to my um, show notes to get the links of whatever I'm talking about, but not to read the whole transcript or read something I wrote on there. Um, So I know my audience. They engage more on Twitter. So I have lots of followers that are on Twitter, and they are very focused followers. I don't have tens of thousands of followers. I think I have like 3,500 or something like that. But they all are my audience. They all are my peeps and they engage those hyper-engaged with hyper
0: engaged followers, right?
1: That's all that. Yeah. That's all you want. You don't want higher numbers. You want people you engage with and that's it. And so they they talk to me, they, they comment, gosh, that was a great podcast episode. I learned so much. That's going to take a second listen and I'm getting a lot more of those. I've, uh, I have 140, I think I just published, uh, today, 142. So, uh, you know, it, I, I, I'm getting, I'm going to listen to that one another time. I can't believe I, I can't, only listen to this one once. I've got to go back and take notes. So that's the engagement I'm getting. Those are my people. Then when they do that and they're ready and I talk about this is what I do in addition to the podcast, this is how I help people. Then they come to me and they say, you've impacted my life. Can I hire you? That It's still one-on-one relationships. So it's also beyond the one-on-one relationships, it's also a numbers game. The higher of engaged followers and audience you have, the higher your chances of having a certain number of them buy what you have. Or click on an affiliate link or, you know, listen to what you've got or buy your book or, you know, take your suggestion or whatever it is. So you have to combine those two. It can't just be a numbers game and it can't just be one-on-one relationships if you want to leverage. If you want to take yourself out of the picture and actually have a freedom lifestyle to a certain extent, um, then you have to have both of those things. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the key to all of this, I think, is engagement. I mean, the number of followers that we have or the number of page likes we have, I mean, this is just ultimately a vanity metric. We need that engagement to be effective is what you're saying, right?
1: Absolutely. And uh, once I stopped myself from checking stats all the time, <laughs> it, I was not only a much happier person, but I was a more engaged person. Because then I was spending more time instead of checking stats, I was spending more time engaging with people and taking the baby steps, the actionable steps to get where I wanted to go and to get to engage with more people and create content that people found value in. Um, the guy that I mentioned that I met with today in the MLM, uh, you know, he's not in our world where we I can find everything online for free that I need everything and always have. But there are people who gave me free content that was so incredibly valuable to me and spoke the language I needed to hear and that was comfortable with me and lit me up that they are the ones that I buy things from. Uh, And that's, that's the person you need to be for the person you connect with, for that I help blank for that blank, for who you help, you need to be that person that you give them such incredible value that, and you tell them also what you do so that when they're ready, they think of you first.
0: Awesome. Mary, you are creating that influence. That is great. Now, I want to talk about your influencers. You've mentioned a few names throughout so far, but which influencers do you follow online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration?
1: Yeah, Pat Flynn is, of course, number one. He was the first guy I interviewed on my podcast. I've been following him since, I think, two thousand. Nine, eight, or nine, right in the Congrats beginning. Congrats on of getting guy. him on
0: the show, by the way.
1: <laughs> oh, he and he just he just came on my show for the second time. I haven't published that one yet. That's coming live in in December because I needed to follow up on some things. But he was the first person I talked to and turned to because he had made such an imp- influence. He had made such an impact in my life. Um, so he was the one I reached out to authentically, and that's how you that's how you uh, connect with influencers. I, every single person that I have invited on my show has been someone that when I first looked at them, I thought, oh, they'd never come on my show. What What am I going to give them? Who am I? Why would they talk to me? But once I got past that and stopped saying that, and I stopped saying that a long time ago, um, once I got past that, I, and I, of course, realized they sit on the pot just like I do, right? Um, <laughs> so I looked at that and, and instead of going, oh, please come on my show. You're so amazing. I would love to, you know, I can do this and I can do that. It wasn't about me. It was about them. You have given me this and that. You have touched my life and this and that. I was so impressed um, and learned so much by your conversation with so-and-so on such-and-such. I would love to have you come and and bring the same value to my audience of parents. And, and the, I've, I've 100%, 100% when I send an email like that, cold, or even a contact page. I go to their website and find their contact page and send that contact 100% say yes. Uh, Because it's relationships and that's what they want too. So, uh, so there's Pat Flynn, just to answer your question really quickly. Um, Pat Flynn, Lane Kennedy is a huge influence in my life. She's a bulletproof coach. I love her to dear, I uh, just, just dearly, um, Pat Flynn, Lane Kennedy, Mary Lou Kayser. And these are all have the same, uh, dot com after their name. <laughs> um, Lane is L A N E Kennedy and, um, Mary Lou Kayser, K A Y S E R. Uh, she's an incredible person. Um, Joey Kornman. Now you won't probably find his. His business is called School of Motion. Uh, he is amazing. And I love Mixergy. I just love Mixergy. Um, and I also love Vishen Lakiani. He's uh, the owner of Mind Valley. So those are the those are the guys that I'm uh, and gals that I'm following now. Um I'm sure I've left somebody out, but the they're they're really instrumental for my growth. And um I'm learning, Rob, that really the personal growth that we do in ourselves, um, that is that equates to business growth much more effectively than learning some new online funnel or sales tool or email marketing technique. Um, really look inside yourself and, and you will find the business growth you need.
0: Absolutely. Some great resources there, Mary. We'll be sure to link some of those up in your show notes page. Just want to say we had MLK, Mary Lou Kayser, on the show back on episode 19. Great chat with her. She is an absolute star. Now, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here towards the end. I want to ask you this. Do you love to win or hate to lose and why?
1: I really love to win. Um, I'm really all about that uh, that high, You know, I I really am. I'm. I'm really glad I've never found cocaine or any of those kinds of things because, uh, you know, I really love that high. When I'm, I'm. I don't know if you can tell, but my energy is is high already. But when I win, it's like it's like I could light the whole world. You know, it really feels so incredible. Um, and it doesn't have to be a huge win. It's just a little win, right? I get, uh, you know, I do a webinar and I, and I, even if I didn't sell anything at the end of the webinar, there were people that engaged and told me, wow, uh, you know, this is going to be amazing in my business or they showed me how they were going to change it in business. And oh my gosh, a tweet from somebody saying, I've got, you know, like I mentioned, I've got to do a second listen to that. That just lights my fire. I am, I am on my rocket ship. I am feeling so stinking good. Um, um, and I'd much rather feel good than feel bad. So
0: that's <laughs> Absolutely. it. Give us more actionable content here. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day?
1: <laughs> uh, well, occasionally a glass of wine. I like uh, I like um, Moscato. I'm a sweet wine drinker. I can't stand uh, any kind of dry stuff. But um, we're talking occasionally, maybe you know, one or two times a week. But the majority of what I do to wind down at night is I reverse my morning process. So I have a morning routine, you know, and I don't. I'm not religious about it, but I do it most days. Um, the days I want to be super productive, because the days I don't do it are the days I'm not super productive. Gee, how that works is funny. Um, but really I have a morning routine and it's called POWER P-O-W-E-R and each of those letters stand for a different thing I do. The first one is peace, so that's meditation. The second one is openness, so that's like a visualization. I take myself through something that I'm kind of scared of or don't know if I'm going to be able to do and I walk myself through it whether I know how to do it or not just I walk through in my head what I think it's going to look like um, and it's amazing how powerful that is. But And then the W is who, what and why. So who needs my love and my attention, my focus and my patience today and many times that's my kids, many times that's my clients, and many times it's myself. Um, What are the top three things that I need to do? Three actions, business actions, profit, money-making actions, top three that I need to do today in order to get to the end of my day and feel successful. Uh, Why am I doing this? Why in the world did I wake up today? Um, And then E is for exercise and R is for reading. And so at night I do the reverse of that. And I read a little bit, I usually don't exercise, but I stretch. I revisit that who, what, and why, and see how I did on it, and if I if I accomplished what I wanted to do. Um, I visualize what I what uh, what might look like tomorrow, and uh, and I do a little bit of meditation, and then I'm I'm ready to sit on the couch and and veg out and watch, uh, you know, uh, reruns of Star Trek: Next Generation with my husband if I want to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I hope our listeners. I hope the Small Business Society goes back. And slows that down and creates their own iteration of that power acronym. Great stuff. Great stuff, Mary. Thanks for that. Now, let's boil this thing down for everyone. What is the one thing you want to leave with our listeners today about following their passion, succeeding as an entrepreneur, and ultimately creating that family freedom that many of us are looking for?
1: You know, I've said it several times in our conversation, in our short conversation here, and that's really all I want you to take away. Look inside look inside and see what you need to work on for yourself and work on that first and as you do the things that you need to work on in your business will come to light and the number one thing i would suggest at least that's the number one thing that it was for me and that the people who come to me uh, have seen that is your identity we talked about it already find it and at the same time don't become too attached to it. So let's say you are um, a small business person and you are a, um, a coach of some kind, or let's say you have an autistic child and you are developing a uh, program for autistic children or their parents. You probably are going to it, find it very difficult to di- divest yourself from that because your life is so tied up in it. So as a business, that's going to be a very difficult path. It might be highly rewarding, but we know in business is up and down. So the downs are going to feel 10 times worse because you are so closely attached to it. It doesn't mean it can't be successful, but watch for that and make sure you divest yourself from the negative results, not just the negative in the business, but the negative results. So I hope that makes sense. But I, you know, find your identity, just nail down your that statement, I help blank with blank so they can blank and look at yourself and it will all fall into place. The rest of it from there is just mechanics. Do you need an email list? Do you need a text list? Do you need to do online courses? Do you need to do a membership site? Do you need to do blogging? Do you need to do a podcast? I mean, all those mechanics then you can look at it and assess what is the best solution for your business. And it all falls into place if you look at it objectively and do the, do the work on yourself first.
0: Great stuff, Mary. Love your authentic voice. And I don't think it's any secret why people want to work with you now. If people want to learn more about you, your business, they want to read your blog, they want to listen to your podcast, how can they find you?
1: Thank you. Uh, you you said the name in the beginning and I'll say it at the end. Uh, you can visit parententrepreneursuccess.com. There's an easy way to do it. Uh, we also have Parent Entrepreneur Power as the podcast. So if you want to just put those together and make it easy, if you don't have to worry about spelling entrepreneur, you can just do parentepower.com and you'll find everything. Um, and I can give a free gift to your listeners if you'd like.
0: Oh, please do. That'd be awesome. Yep.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, so basically all this identity I'm talking about, I have an entire worksheet and a um a nine-day email um, basically holding your hand through this process of exactly how to figure this out. And I go through each day giving you baby steps to do to really nail that down and talk about all the things we've talked about with, you know, finding your the power morning routine and, and uh, all that kind of stuff is all part of that. Um, and it's a free email series if you want to go to parententrepreneursuccess.com forward slash Big
0: Awesome. Extremely generous. We'll be sure to link that up in the show notes page. Again, this has been great, Mary. I appreciate your time so much. And thank you for sharing your insights today on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day.
0: Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to bizzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at bizzy.com.